this is so cute. <laughs> Are we going? Happy 60th episode, Young Alexis. Oh my God, I can't believe we're finally here. Oh, I've been waiting years <laughs> to say that. I, I, I actually don't know if it's accurate, so I'm trying to look it up on my own phone. I'm pretty sure we're 60 episodes in. That's unbelievable. I'm killing time as I try and look it up. <laughs> Apparently, I don't even follow my own podcast with you. It's oh, okay. here it is. Uh, episode 60. Oh my God. That's wild. <laughs> No, I like literally, I make the episodes and I put them up and I name them and everything. And I don't even, I can't even keep track. Well, we're not mathematicians, not why people watch us. Um, I don't think anyone would watch anyone do math, really. That's true. Numbers are not our friends. Were you good in school at that stuff? Uh, yeah, not, yeah. You know I what's mean- funny is that we've been out of high school for a while, but it's still... Uh, uh, a touchy subject to talk about if you're a total fuck up at like <laughs> I was awful in high school like I barely graduated and it's like my, like I started doing audio school while I was still in high school so my guidance counselor at my school was like just let him pass okay oh, yeah. he just doesn't care and he's already doing post-secondary so just just give <laughs> the kid a break for once you know what I mean that's so cool that you had that in school you had engineering school or yeah, audio school? engineering. Oh, no, like so not cool. in high school. Like I was going to art institute at the time. Whoa. But um, but uh, there was kind of no no reason to like keep me around because they because I was so intolerable. My personality was so unlikable. <laughs> That's not true. Um, well, they don't want to keep you another year. I yeah, guess. they Aww. get this piece of shit out of here. But um, I I I also noticed like every every person I know that now is. a total fuck up was like yeah I was on the honor roll uh you know I actually skipped a grade it's like what happened then it's like you you peaked in 10th grade math I don't understand I mean I guess you can rewrite history after a while I plan on rewriting history I'm probably gonna include myself a lot more in just historical events (laughs) I killed Hitler I was there that was not a cyanide pill I I submitted him like I, I invented MMA also, so I just I gave him an arm bar and he died from it. So crazy! I'd done so much for everybody. Um, yeah, welcome back. I'm so happy we're doing this because I fucking hate Zoom podcasts. Me too. I don't like watching them. I don't like doing them. It's it's so laggy. You're talking over each other all the time. The meetings we've had to have with the comedy s- staff is like it's there's a Key and Peele sketch where they're trying to have a Skype conversation yeah. and they keep interrupting each other because there's a lag. So they're like, <laughs> uh, 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 and then one guy's screen freezes and then the, Jordan's like, hello, Keegan, Keegan. And then when it unfreezes, he's hung himself. Oh that's how God. I feel. That's like, but I feel like that's exactly what's happened as well with us. Yeah. <laughs> except we didn't hang ourselves yet. Not yet. It was just in the nick of time. Now we're back. Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad. I haven't seen you in three months in person. I know. <laughs> it's so crazy. My... I, I see you got a new coat. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. It's well, just, a, I... it's, it's on the other side of the neon color spectrum. And <laughs> I'm just glad to see you broadening your horizons. I guess we're going to, this is going to be in black and white as well. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. As usual. So nobody will actually know what hue this is, but it's a nice bright pink. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like during the, like this quarantine time you guys have all seen a little bit more of like my house yeah I liked I liked looking at your green screen Uh, it also evolved every episode where you just had slightly more equipment yeah which let's face it that's a great way to spend quarantine is like spending a lot more money than you thought you would you know 
No, it's true. And I somehow still kind of came out on top. It's like, you don't know how much money you spend on lunch. That's true. <laughs> I, and I was eating like one time a day, but, but the meal price went way up. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I was like a $45 a meal kind of person for a while. I'm also way better at drinking now. I've been practicing. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. It's like people. some people are like, yeah, I only smoke when I drink. I only drink when I'm socializing. I apparently only drink when I'm by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, honestly. I didn't have the option. Yeah, right. I know. I know. Cause, because you don't live by yourself. So you couldn't spiral into insanity the way that some of us did. Oh, I spiraled in a different way. Mm -hmm. I mean, like sitting in the same um, like house with someone that's playing video games and on a headset <laughs> and like talking to other people, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. It's a... Uh... <laughs> oh man. It, it's funny too, because friends of mine who are really mild mannered, all that goes out the window when they're playing online games. Yeah. It's, it, that is pure anger. <laughs> people uh, and it, it, it's like you see them differently almost because you don't see them like that any other time and then it's like for some reason like every other aspect of culture has become more respectful and safe but if you really want to get insulted racially or <laughs> for your sexual orientation just put an xbox one headset on and go play nba 2k because that's that's where that's it's left comedy and entertainment oh, yeah. and is it's now focused on video games. Oh, I've definitely like heard some, some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Can't yeah. come back from that. <laughs> I remember like um speaking of our segments of day jobs, one of I'd say my worst one was uh I worked at an online call call center and it was for a gambling website. Yeah. <laughs> and people would only call if they were just furious. Yeah. Like there's no reason to call you know, the, the online gambling website, unless you've spent your child support money on the roulette table and lost. Yeah, it's true. And, and, um, and also, it's just coding. So you're really putting your fate into the hands of, of something that's clearly got to be rigged in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like they're going to be paying out millions every day. Like, just put the code in that doesn't do that. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. And so, it's not a charity. Yeah, yeah. So people would call in and they'd just only be mad. And uh, I'm very sensitive, so it would actually hurt my feelings. But I noticed that they would, because they don't know what I look like, they would just call me the thing that they don't like the most. So it would be whatever <laughs> racial slur they don't like is what they called me. No way. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, Sarah, I'm, you don't know my orientation. Uh, you know. And I remember this one time this guy was like, was like, he was very calm, which is startling yeah. when you know someone's mad, but they're calm also. And he was like... Tell you what I'm gonna do, Kevin. I'm gonna cut your fucking head off. And all the all the <gasps> phone calls are are recorded, so we could like enjoy it later, you know, in the group. No way. Um, and I at this point I'd been there a little bit. I was a little bit of a veteran, so I felt arrogant about it. You know? mm. So I was like, "Oh, you're gonna kill a guy named Kevin." He's like, "I know <laughs> where you are." And I was like, "Okay, you're gonna come to Canada and kill a guy named Kevin." And then he read my address, and I was like, "Ooh." <gasps> <laughs> like your, your home address? Yeah, no, the, to the office. Because oh. it was supposed to be shrouded in secrecy. And he somehow figured it out and was threatening me. And then, uh, and you know what's funny, though, is that he said all that. And I was like, okay, sir, we'll have a good experience in the casino. And then a day later, he called back and asked for me. And I was like, 
the guy that's threatening to kill me and he apologized. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I guess so, but it just makes me think he's even crazier. <laughs> when you, you know, we always ask people about their day job experiences, but when you're a chef, did anybody accidentally like cut themselves and it went into the food and then you just serve it anyway? Oh, no, but I I've, <laughs> I've definitely Good seen save. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I always wondered about like like loogie food, like Yeah. But I never I never saw like what like waiting sort of ask Yeah, like scenarios. where they, someone, like a customer's rude, so then they just scrape their dandruff into the mashed potatoes and then mm. say it's garlic salt or something. Yeah, no, but I always wondered. I know, like, I knew some questionable people, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But um, I've had some, like, really brutal cuts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember this one guy was, like, really mad during a shift, and he, he kind of elevated to the point. He's holding a knife, and he's, like, whacking it on the cutting board, and he's yelling at all of us, and I'm like, oh, man. Because he cut himself? Uh, no, just, just, un, just, he was mad. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has a weapon at this point. Yeah, he's holding a weapon. That's literally how you murder people. But it's like it's also like a tool of the job, so it's like lost on him that he's holding like a big like butcher's yeah. knife, hitting it and yelling at us. It'd be <laughs> like if you were the manager of a shooting range and then you're yelling at someone for, you know, you said you were going to use the zombie target, not the <laughs> seal target, seal target. <laughs> the singer, not the animal. Um <laughs> And then, and then you're like wielding a shotgun. I guess it's just an occupational hazard, you know. Yeah. I wonder how many people at shooting ranges have accidentally been, uh, uh, you know, shot Ooh. with like with a gun. Oh yeah, no, true. They're pretty like regulated, though. Seems I wonder. Like it'd be a safer, safer than just having a gun willy nilly on the street the <laughs> way I do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Tucked in the back. Yeah. back uh... By the way, in, in cop movies and stuff, or gang member movies, when they just put their gun in the back of their pants. Yeah. Dumb for a million reasons. First of all, <laughs> that's cold, and you're just putting it against your booty like that. Yeah. Um, secondly, what if it goes off and shoots your asshole off? Very true. I mean, what are pockets for? Like, why not yeah. just put it in your... <laughs> Just get a holster like a cowboy. Yeah. Then you, you can pull it out and put it back. Honestly, you already have the gun. Yeah. Like, why not spring for the holster? Yeah, you've done the hard part, man. <laughs> you don't need to get a permit for a holster, young exactly. gunslinger. I might just go get a holster. You should just get a uh, a holster for other things, like a, a spatula, because I know you're a chef. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe your, your phone, yeah, your, phone <laughs> your your um, Pro Tools key. Yeah. <laughs> the dongle. Cut. Yeah, for your dongle. You get a dongle holster. That's my nickname in high school. Dongle uh, holster. <laughs> I think that's the name of the episode. Dongle holster. Yeah. He was, he was a Kevy was a real he was a real dongle holster. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my guidance counselor called me. Um, <laughs> speaking of murdering, oh my God. Um, your favorite thing is reading about serial killers and families that were tortured and <laughs> people w- who were tied up and just, you know. It worries me that you're putting that out in the world about but me. You, well, you love <laughs> podcasts about the most grisly murders. So what I'm asking is, what is your favorite What's what's the most intriguing murder you've heard about? Oh my god, it's the one that's happening right now. It's the the cult mom zombie kids murder. It's funny because I'm assuming that's real, but if that was the plot of a movie, it'd be like what a B movie piece of shit. <laughs> <I know. laughs> what is what is this? That movie sounds dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> 
Um, okay, this is this is like a wild case. I feel like this is I've hijacked this and turned it into my favorite murder. Yeah. Um, shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's Alexi's favorite podcast. It's my favorite podcast. I know. You know, the more that I kind of talk about it out loud, yeah, maybe it is my favorite thing, which is scary. <laughs> you gotta have interests outside of your work. You know mm. what I mean? I like That's NBA true. basketball. You live when people get. <laughs> you know. So this case is is wild. Um, it's like this mom. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin. This mm-hmm. mom is now like accused of like killing her kids or like having her brother kill her kids because they think the world is ending on July twenty second. Why that date? I know. I, I it's it seems like you know a lot of responsibility to declare these dates, especially when they're in your lifetime. Because she just has a bunch of bills due on the twenty third. <laughs> I swear to God, it's ending on the 20th. She's like trying to convince the government that's happening so she doesn't have to pay. I just, I feel like if I was going to prophesize the end of the world, Mm -hmm. I'd probably like shoot like after I was dead. Yeah. But then then now you've put pressure on yourself to die. That's true. Like what if you uh, are one of those people that lives to like well into their hundreds, you know? That's true. They they also, this like whole case mm-hmm. is um, really weird because the mom thinks that she's now immortal. And she thinks that she's not. So yeah. is it just <laughs> psychosis or like how did she get to feel this way? It's it's kind of scary because it's like an offshoot. And I'm like, I want to be careful when I say this. It's like an offshoot of like the Mormon church, but Mormon people don't associate. Oh, I see. It's like, I guess it's like so they it's have... So like religion-based, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I it, see. It's, it's like happening. It's unfolding as we speak. I thought you were going to say like... <laughs> Uh, a few, she survived a few different things and she's like well must be immortal then yeah. it's like she walked across traffic without looking both ways that worked out for her yeah. you know what I mean right? she skydived her parachute didn't open properly survived <laughs> must be immortal then landed right on your feet yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be cool yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I was a little kid I thought uh if I'm on a plane and it crashes, here's what I'll do. I'll just climb up the window, get on the wing, and right when it's about to hit the ground, I'll just jump off it. I thought that too. <laughs> really? I always kind of had the idea if I was in an elevator, I'd like know when to jump up at the last minute so you don't. Yeah, yeah. But Yeah, you cheat the system. Right? You game the system. <laughs> system of gravity. That's very true. Yeah. In all reality, I'd probably just be sitting in the plane just like, ah, as, we, as we die. Just <laughs> my, my, uh, I worked with this producer. His name's Greg Norrie. He was in the band Treble Charger. Mm-hmm. And he, when he was a kid, he, he told me this story that he was on a plane that crashed while taking off. And um, gasoline was just pouring out. And every, he said no. everyone was freaking out, but he was just frozen. Oh my God. He was just like watching. He was like, I'm going to die right now. And he was just like watching it. Ah. Yeah. What happened? Um, someone came and picked him up and like carried him off because he wasn't moving. No way. Yeah. That's wild. I hear he's immortal. <laughs> yeah. He's now immortal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He thinks he is. Uh, yeah. He's in a lot of trouble. No, just kidding. Um, yeah. I, uh, so what, um, why is she, is, is the word zombie in the description of that thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. So. She killed her kids because she believed in this whole belief system that she's, her kids are zombies. Why'd she think that? Because of all the flesh they're always eating? (laughs) Apparently it's like got like a different meaning than like what we know to be zombies. Okay, okay. But it's like, it's this, 
she thinks that her kids were like possessed Mm -hmm. and the only way to like free their kids spirit was to kill them oh man i know it's really sad yeah but it's like happening like it's unfolding and like they're discovering like i don't know they're they're doing the whole detective thing wow um like right now as we speak and it's just like wild i like wake up in the morning i'm like what's going on with this case wow it's it's so you're you're actually spectating on a a current sort of like historical case yeah it's like it's wild they keep like referencing like the the Casey Anthony case. Yeah. And well, she still claims that she didn't do it, right? Yeah. But they, they found the remains of the child. This is the darkest, <laughs> this is dark. dark web episode <laughs> of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is what happen when it happens when it's just me and you and no guest, I suppose. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild card. <laughs> Last time we talked about snakes. Yeah. I and mean, snakes come up fairly often. Um, well, they are pretty great. Yeah, you do love a good snake. Um <laughs> I wanted to do a segment because I feel like anytime I see on a podcast when people talk about um, a, a weird celebrity interaction, it's always so interesting. <laughs> so what what is yours? Um, well, I think my weirdest one was when Sean Kingston came to town. Okay. I think it was like last year. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was working over it. And he came to record. Mm-hmm. And... He was just like, he came in with this whole posse. Yeah. And he was so rude to me. No way. (laughs) Really? What happened? They, uh, well, so the whole studio is set up where like, there's like the the main room and you have to cut through another whole recording room to get to it. Yeah. And that's where they were all going. They kept cutting through this whole other session that was going on. Sean. Sean. And like almost broke this guy's guitar. (gasps) And I'm like what it was just really it wasn't like it wasn't really weird it was more just rude <laughs> was uh how'd they break his guitar well they, they like opened a door and like swung it open and like almost that's a bad move at a studio no oh, yeah it's no, no go you and can then, hit a Rhodes. yeah maybe exactly. a vintage mellotron <laughs> don't swing the door open you don't yeah. know what you're gonna hit it's true but um yeah he comes into the room and I'm sitting I love, there. I love you just outing this motherfucker. I'm, I, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. But <laughs> 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 now I'm kind of like, oh, shit. Um, but he comes into the room, and I'm there with my friend who's, like, engineering the session. And he just, like, looks over at me. And I'm just I'm hanging out with my friend. You know, we're just, yeah. just hanging out. He comes up and just assumes that I'm there to meet him. Oh. So he comes up, and he's like, Sean. Like, to shake my hand. Oh, here, another, yet another fan interaction. And I'm like, ugh. Oh. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not um, here for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm here for the the art of engineering. Actually. Exactly. I'm here uh, for the music, man. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I um so I used to work at HMV downtown and mm-hmm. it was like it was like people knew it as being like the biggest HMV. Like it was three three uh floors. And I worked in the jazz and classical department. Hey. The room that no one goes in. <laughs> the room where you went in there expecting to hear jazz or classical music, but I was playing square pusher because you can't really argue that it's not jazz because the jazz, jazz is such a term that started to just like seep into other genres and yeah. you, you could just call it that. You know what I mean? No, it's true. And so I'd be listening to this like beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, music and stuff and then well, you know old classical people come in and be like what the fuck and not buy anything and that's why the store went out of business oh no my, my fault <laughs> so i used to work there 
and celebrities would come in all the time who were filming in town. Mm. Can you imagine? <laughs> I saw Cindy Lauper. She was dressed like Joseph's Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when she came in. Very polite. I met Justin Bieber when he was a little kid. Really? I met Reese Witherspoon. She was like four <laughs> feet tall. Um, oh, she's tiny. And, yeah, and then and then Gary Oldman would come in like all the time. Oh my god! And he would wear his version of what I'm assuming is a disguise, which just made him look like a 1920s detective. No way. With what I'm assuming were pure gold sunglasses. Oh, so if you're trying to yeah. be incognito, but you're wearing sunglasses inside, it's already not working. It's like, yeah, exactly. sure, we can't see your eyes, but you look like you're up to something. You yeah, know I mean? it's suspicious. It's definitely suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I was at the airport one time, and this guy had his hoodie tied up tight like the Unabomber and sunglasses and he was going through customs and the security guy was like hey man can you take off your hood and sunglasses yeah. and the guy was all sweaty and he was like alright go ahead through and then he was like really rough on me and questioned me and I'm like a lot I'm like what about the fucking Unabomber you just let through <laughs> so anyway so Gary Oldman comes in he, he would always come up to my till for some reason and I think the reason being is that I never acknowledged that he was Gary Oldman and he would always buy Criterion Collection DVDs which is like fancy people six disc set like of Royal Tenenbaums here's all the here's all the B-side footage of you know Luke Wilson putting on his tennis outfit you know like it's like more than you would ever want of whatever movie you love. You know what I mean? How he, many How many times did he come in? Like seven or eight times. Yeah. yeah. Is, are there that many of these? There's hundreds. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was like a big deal for collectors at the time. I like how it's just like not cool to have DVDs now. Like, yeah. after all that, all that collecting stuff, like... They don't appreciate in value because it's just a digital disc. You know what I mean? It's not like vinyl or anything like that. That's that being true. said, I have hundreds of DVDs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I left them all behind in my parents when I moved out. I'm like, I'm no, not going to need these anymore. I'm I torrenting. I, yeah, I still watch them because I love special features. I'm a bit, I like Criterion Collection stuff. So he would always come in and he'd buy stuff like that. And then I would never acknowledge it was him. And, and I worked at the cashier and I was like, uh, I'd just be like, how's it going, man? He'd be like, yeah, good. Just kind of like small talky stuff. And then he'd leave. And one day I was on break. So I was wearing a coat and I was mm -hmm. leaving and he, he was there and he had a bunch of DVDs and he was like, are you, are you on break? Are you not working? And I was like, yeah, I'm on break. I'll be right back. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, sorry, man. And, um, uh, if you want to wait, I'll be back in like half an hour. And he's Aww. like, that's all right, I uh, guess. And then so I see him walk up to the cashier. And now I'm just watching because like, <laughs> I kind of want to see what happens. And so he goes up to the cash register. And this dude is working who works with me there uh, who's like not knowledgeable about um, pop culture at all. Oh, yeah. So this guy doesn't know who Gary Oldman is, which it's, I'm assuming what he wants. Yeah. Because he doesn't like being recognized, I don't think. And so he, by the way, when I was a cashier and he would pay, he paid with the fucking heaviest credit card I've ever held. Oh, held. Like so it felt cool. like a pane of glass, <laughs> you know? That is so cool. It's badass. So he, he would, um, so he, he walks up and he's going to pay and he's using the credit card and the cashier guy that I worked with is um, cards him. He's like, I'm gonna need to see some ID. Gary Oldman, without looking, grabs a cash crasher, which are these DVDs that are just on sale. If you're if you're spending over fifteen dollars, these ones are like five dollars or something. Oh yeah. Batman Begins, of which he was <laughs> starred as Commissioner Gordon. 
grabs a copy, throws it in the guy's face, and goes, there's my fucking ID. No way. And me and the security guy, like, fell out laughing, because, like... What are the, like, every component of that is funny. That Doesn't is Doesn't so like sick. being recognized, yet got mad that he wasn't recognized. You know, <laughs> it just so happened in a movie, he was in those, a big blockbuster, it was just there so he could throw it in the guy's face. That was so rude that he did that, but he's so famous and beloved that he can just, like, get away with that. That's so slick. I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, your ego, like, you would, you would just uh, allow it. Like, yeah. I can get away with this. And now uh, it's a story for those two assholes over there. Exactly. Like, I, I'm, I'm okay, like, being recognized but not acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the weird invincible rules that you have. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm setting these limits, and it's not relevant for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody recognizes me. <laughs> but it was funny, though, because he came back in, like, a week later, and I was cashier again, and he had, like, a little Mona Lisa kind of smirk on because he knew he'd been bad, you know? And I was like, hey, how's it going he's like yeah good like he knew you know what I mean and then uh yeah so that was a good one uh another time when I was working at HMV Tom Hardy came in oh yeah you know he is it's like a pretty famous actor he was actually in the next Batman movie he was Bane in the third one the third Christopher Nolan movie but the reason I knew about him is because a bunch of guys I worked with there were in love with Tom Hardy oh my god like he was like a heartthrob and and this this guy I worked with Kenny was like he was like he was like <laughs> he was like this movie Inception's coming out Tom Hardy's you I think you can see his dick in it like it was like a big and he's like and I already saw it in Bronson which is like this movie about this Australian criminal who's like loved being a criminal you know? oh my god so, so Tom Hardy was like this heartthrob in the gay community and then now he's in there and it's it was just so random because people been telling me about him for a long time so i just knew about him because they were always talking about him and then here he is i think he, i think they were filming that batman movie and that's why gary oldman was in town too oh yeah and so tom hardy is wearing like a sweat like a tracksuit kind of and he had a stack of video games like oh. like 20 video games and he's walking around with this big muscly like british dude that i'm assuming was like his bodyguard or his trainer or something or both. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then so so um, Tom Hardy comes up and he's like, put all the, the games on the desk for me to start ringing through. And I just see Kenny go from from the back. Oh, my God. Like he sensed it. <laughs> yeah. He's got spidey sense, but just for when Tom Hardy's in town. <laughs> and so he, he's like that. And then I just see him come, come around. Oh, and my then, God. Uh, Tom Hardy's like, here. And he, I think he was like stoned or something because he's just like, so relaxed and his eyes were like half shut and then uh the i'm ringing it through and uh kenny's like it's like tom mr hardy i just want to tell you i'm a big fan and you're you're amazing and tom hardy's like oh thanks man that's cool and then that bodyguard guy interrupts that to go what are you buying video games for that's lame Oh. Like just like out of nowhere just insults him and there's also a long lineup of people behind tom hardy (laughs) And uh, I guess he wasn't recognizable enough for them to know who he was. Mm-hmm. But he's, he, so that guy's like, that's lame. Video games are lame. And then Tom oh. Hardy goes, they are? Like, so innocent. It, oh, and it's like, no. it, it's like he just wasn't privy to that information. And this guy's like educating him. Oh, that's mean. And then he goes, oh, no. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, like, should I ring this through? Or <gasps> no I don't know. Way. And then and the guy's like, yeah. Yeah, they're lame. And then hauls off and kicks him in the back so hard. 
Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, like, kicks. Yeah, like kicked Tom Hardy in the back so hard, and then they started sparring. So I guess they were like, he was his trainer or something. What? And there's just a lineup of disenfranchised people holding their little Blu-rays, like, what? And then Kenny's like, <laughs> yeah. That seems like a movie. That seems yeah. like a skit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What? Yeah, he was really nice, but he was like, he, I don't know what, like, he was just, like, so, like, out of it, kind of. What? Yeah. That's so bizarre. Yeah. And then I was like, am I ringing these through or not? He's like, oh, sorry, yeah, yes, please, yes, please, like, so polite. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they weren't that lame after all. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Poor guys. Oh, my God. I hate when people pick on other people for their interests. I know. Yeah. Just like what you like. Just like what you like. <laughs> and I'll tell you one other thing that's hacky is when people who don't like sports are like, gotta let you know they don't like sports. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you're gonna go watch the Super Bowl Cup? Like, <laughs> hacky joke. And my mom made it 30 years ago. Oh, my God. And she, yeah, it hasn't... Uh... Just let people... You know what else is funny? The people that pick on people for liking sports are the people who usually like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones is exactly what people used to get bullied for liking in high school, which is like Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Exactly. So you get picked on historically for your tastes. <laughs> so why are you picking on these guys just because they're like jocks or whatever? It's true. It seems yeah. like there's always going to be something that people are going to pick on other people for. Yeah. Which is like really weird, the era that we're in now. Mm -hmm. It's all like the things that people would have been picked on for before. And now this now is Now they're like, cool. Now they formed a group, a yeah. super group, and they're just beating everybody up that like sports. Yeah. Now, now like, <laughs> it's now that people who like sports <laughs> are the ones who are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I hope no one finds out I like NBA basketball. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I honestly, it's. They'll have a field day with me at the bar. <laughs> At the bar where they play board games and watch fucking Game of Thrones on the TV now, because that's a thing now. Instead of sports, it's like nerd bars, especially in this city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but I do love a good nerd bar. I love a nerd bar, too. I love both things. Yeah. It's you true. Know? Yeah. I like all of it. You can like both. And I like when people are, like, really into something. Yeah. It's better than someone who's not into anything. That's true. That's yeah. True. You got lots to talk about, then. Yeah, exactly. It's better than having nothing to talk about. God exactly. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I honestly love sports, but I think I love them too much and I'm too competitive, so I can't watch them because I get mad and yeah. I get mean I to everybody that. around me. Yeah, you're like, like those gamers. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> <laughs> little headset on. Yeah. Um, I think I like basketball just because it has nothing to do with my, any of my jobs. Yeah. Because I love music growing up. Now that's my job. Yeah. Love comedy. Now that's my job. Basketball is just a thing I can just go watch. You know, uh, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just something fun, and it's like, I like being in a bar, and it's like you can look at it for a little while, and then back to your conversation. You know, in your case about murders or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I guess that's my unrelated hobby. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good segment on this show: unrelated hobbies. Unrelated hobbies. You know, it's like when Emily Bilton was like. Yeah, it just so happens I'm like a phenomenal opera singer. It's yeah. Like, and a comedian and a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> that blows my mind. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. That's true. I took up knitting during quarantine. See, you you have a lot of skills people don't know about that you... I like that you have like a bunch of passions. Yeah. Like yeah. you were a chef. Chef? <laughs> Put a T on the end of that. I chef. You chef. <laughs> Alexi chef. That's your chef. last name. 
I used to shift. Yeah. <laughs> you still shift. I still do. I'm actually going to start a YouTube channel. We've been talking about this forever. It's true. But it's happening. I'm really? ready. I got it all set up. Alexi Sheft? Alexi Sheft. That's what it's going to be called now. <laughs> it has to be called Ale- Alexi Sheft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do during... What, what did your, what's your secret passion? Um, I... I, that's the th- the problem is I think I've turned all my passions into jobs. Yeah. So it's like, like a couple of years ago, stand-up comedy was just something like I was a big fan of, you know? And mm-hmm. now now it's like uh, something that we do and I love it, but it's now it's not something I go to to relax. Now it's like, I, it, it's interesting too because I do me- scores for movies and stuff like that too. So I don't find watching movies relaxing right now either. Yeah, no, that's fair. So yesterday was a big day. It was. Congratulations. Thank you. Here's, here's what happened. This is ridiculous. I, I had to wake up early to go to the dentist. Not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> um, my favorite thing to do. I know you actually fucking love the dentist <laughs> for some reason. I do. Um, and uh, they did some stuff that froze my face and then made me out of it. Then I came home, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to be on social media a little bit less for fun. You know yeah. what I mean? So I opened Twitter, which is my f- chosen platform. It's but lately, favorite. it's just been so toxic on there. I'm just on there less. Yeah. I opened it, and I saw a tweet from my friend Sophie Buttle. She was, it was just her retweeting the Junos, because uh, she was nominated for an album I produced for her. Little bit of Buttle. Check it out. Very funny independently released she released it herself really cool and uh and then she's it was just it was just a she just retweeted a tweet that she was nominated for comedy album of the year she's going against some other great comedians and then it was later in the day and i was like oh i wonder if they've done the i forgot it was the junos yesterday because it was supposed to be a while ago yeah you know what i mean i didn't even know that it was happening yeah yeah which is it's like, how could you really, how could they have done any better promoting themselves? You just can't. You it's can't. like, no, no one's watching. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it's when it's an event you can go to, it means more, I guess, to people than just it just being like an online ceremony. Mm-hmm. So I went to look it up, and I was like, I wonder, if, I wonder what category they're on. And then I looked at Sophie's page, and she just retweeted that she won. So cool. So it's my second producing Juno. Congratulations. First one, thank you. First one being Ivan Decker uh, for his uh, album two years ago. Yeah. So, two years ago? Yeah. So this is, it's crazy. It was funny. I, so the first year the comedy category came back because it hadn't been around since the late 70s. Mm-hmm. The last winners were Bob and Doug McKenzie of Strange Brew fame. So it oh was like God. their soundtrack. That was the last one that won. And then nothing uh. for however long, 30 years or something. And then the first year back, Ivan Decker album I produced and Charlie Demare's album that's on Comedy Here Often, that's both right. nominated. And then Ivan ended up winning. And it was crazy because I found out as my band, Fake Shark, was going on stage to play Juno Fest. Like I got a text like, oh. congratulations. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then, I, then I played and then... Uh, so I, did, I wasn't able to be there. Yeah. I was in Vancouver, but we were playing a show. So then last year, uh, the great uh, Mace Galoni, I produced his album. It was nominated. He's dating the great Sophie Buttle. I produced her album. She wins this year. So uh, I was talking to her, and she, I called her. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, 
I was like, oh my God, congratulations. Yeah. And then she was like, I know, I know, I know. And I was like, are you losing your mind? And she's like, I'm isolating by myself and I can't leave my apartment. I don't know what to do. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I don't know. And she, I was like, you talked to your mom? And she's like, Mama Lou's very excited. And then, uh, and then I was like, what did Mace say? And she's like, Mace said, you must be the youngest person to ever win it. And then Sophie said to Mace, you must be the youngest person to ever lose it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love comedians. Oh my for god! For that very reason, that was good. So I con- love that. Congratulations, Sophie. Thank you for having me. Congratulations uh, to you. Thank you. I feel like there's pressure because it's something I've done has been nominated every year. Oh, so what so- if something I do doesn't get nominated next year? Oh god! <laughs> so I'm sure it will. It's a lot of pressure I've put on myself. There are some good via things. Other people. <laughs> There are definitely some good things coming oh, down yeah. the pipeline. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think my hobby that I'm getting good at is drinking right now. I'm just so good at it. <laughs> yeah. I went to the dentist the other day and they, they were trying to freeze my mouth and it wasn't working. And I have a sneaking suspicion it's because my alcohol tolerance is just way up. Oh I don't know if that's God. related or not. I wonder. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, but they kept doing it, and I kept feeling it like it, there was nothing. And uh, the the woman, the dentist, was she's this Russian woman. She's like, "Geez," <laughs> she she was making all these jokes about how I'm like good with needles, and then ma- made kind of a joke about me being like a junkie or something. Oh and I was God. like, <laughs> "Dental dam in my mouth." Um, you know what else is funny is I have this tattoo. And I forgot I had it. So when she pulled my lip back, she's like, ah! <laughs> she's like, I'll put that in notes. Cute tattoo. Cute tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. I fucking hate that going to the dentist. I miss the dentist. <laughs> I really need to go. There's another weird interest you have. I just enjoy going to get services done. Okay, so what about like a petty or a manny? I like all that. I okay. like, you know, the. I like... Uh, I don't really know what I like about it. Maybe just the waiting in the waiting room and then you go in and someone like takes care of you and like does all <laughs> you, the... You have the best attitude I've ever heard of. I, I don't know what it is. I just like the organization of a de- good dental office. <laughs> the music's great. Love me some Bolton. It's nice and clean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, it's just Russian women who work in this uh, dental office, which I've Aww. never experienced, <laughs> you know? And so... Uh, they, uh, they're just like, I just like how blunt they are. Yeah. That's my favorite. Like I just got flossing shamed, you know, <laughs> they're right. They're right. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy though, because they're also doing a thing where it's like hour and a half max. Oh yeah. And so one, like I, I still need to go again and it could have just been like a three hour thing, but it's got, it needs to be like cut into like smaller appointments which i don't really understand because you're just standing over my gaping mouth if i have (laughs) an illness you're gonna get it exactly you know what i mean at that point at the one and a half hour it's like okay well we're already here we might as well (laughs) i've already breathed in your fumes which is the most graphic thing i've ever said fumes breathing in someone's fumes now it feels tangible yeah it does feel tangible like you go like (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, I have to come back to this like room full of like like little like Russian women. That's yeah, my favorite. You like that? Yeah. No, I remember once I went they to They all like came a... out of each other like one of those Russian dolls. <laughs> I hear that's the only way they travel. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, it's one one plane ticket though. <laughs> it's very cheap. I should find some Russian women. 
go hide. <laughs> you do need some Russian women. I've all, often said that about you. Yes. Um, well. <laughs> that, that it seems like that's an accent that you can anybody can do, and no one will be offended. I feel like that's the like if I try to do like a different accent, it always kind of morphs into Russian. Sounds Russian. It's it's like on "I Love You, Man" when Paul Rudd kept trying to do like a Jamaican accent and just sound like a leprechaun every time. <laughs> It's just making me think of uh, with Paul Rudd being in uh, Friends, too. How Joey yeah. always does the, uh, what is it, like a southern accent, and it always comes out Jamaican. Oh, that must be the origin of that joke, then. Oh, maybe, actually. Joey. Aww. I've only been watching Friends. Friends in crime. Uh, same difference. <laughs> Both in New York, you know. Um, the Friends situation is, is so ideal because... You just live across the hall from your best friends. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to grow up at that point, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's the life I want to lead. I mean, you kind of do. Um, <laughs> no. 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 I was, try, I was trying to do, like, a connection there. It just didn't work. It's okay. Sometimes, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, and that is why uh, yet another sports reference. So I did bring it back, kind of. <laughs> um, we, we were talking about... Um, a good question that we could ask people in the future. And, and one of mine was um, worst party experiences. Well, I guess that's kind of like Randy's podcast. Oh, but, yeah. But I don't know if you've told that. Did you tell the story on here? I don't think I told it on here. I told it on Randy's. Okay. I like this question because I feel like it's a nice little taste of Randy's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to steal her shine, but you are a co-host on this show, so I kind of feel like you should tell the story again. Oh, boy. Okay. Is that too... Oh, oh Is no. it because I, I'm worried this woman's going to find you and hunt you down at some point? You know, it's fine. I, <laughs> I, I was at a party not too long ago at this same house. Mm-hmm the house that is the setting of my story, which I will tell. Mm -hmm. And I just told a bunch of people and they had all heard about it and talked about it. So if anything, it's going to get back to her through that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's fine. All right, all right. Because <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> well, she's probably so crazy and oblivious, she probably doesn't even know how to work an iPhone. Oh, true. Now true. she's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> Some people are so wacky that I wonder if they even know how to tie their shoes. And I'm not kidding. Oh, no, it's true. I mean... Yeah, this girl. Well, maybe I'll just jump into the story and then we'll come Let's back and it. roast her more. Let's do it. Um, okay. So I was like at a house party um, and it's like this big house and a bunch of my friends live in there. It's like mm. five guys. And because of that, they get like a wicked deal. They've got like a pool in the basement. Sick. Which is, it's so sick. That's it's amazing. very cool. It's not even a basement. It's more of like a, like a, a ground floor with like these big windows. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, that's what a what a dream it would be if you that's where you lived. Oh, Although pool maintenance sounds expensive and time consuming. Yeah, it seems like it, especially because of what happens. Oh God! Next, go on. <laughs> it's like it's like what I'm doing is like a call forward. Even <laughs> I'm like <laughs> it's a call forward to this version of it, but it's a call back to Randy's podcast where you also told it. It's very true. Yeah. God, so. Um, I'm at this party and I see this girl and she's, you know, by herself and she looks kind of scared. She's sitting on the couch and mm -hmm. she's kind of just like, oh. mm -hmm. so I, I, I am drunk and I'm like, oh, let me go talk to her. Let me go see what's up and maybe I can get her out of this weird little oh, thing yeah. she's in. Yeah. So I start kind of hanging out with her and she starts telling me all about her life and, uh, you know, all these issues and the guy that she came with is a jerk and mm -hmm. like, she doesn't want to go home with him. And I'm like, well, girl, you don't have to go home with him. You just hang out with us. It's yeah. fine. We'll just take a cab home, whatever. Um, 
so we are hanging out and at a certain point she's like oh i want to go swimming in the pool downstairs and i'm like oh, i didn't bring my bathing suit yeah. that's kind of weird but i'll go with you because yeah. now we're friends and yeah, yeah. now i'm just <laughs> mm-hmm. um so we go downstairs to the pool and this pool, nobody swims in it. Like, I, I told this story at a party, and they were like, no, no, you didn't swim in the pool, do you? Did you? Like, nobody swims in the pool. Like, Why not? I know. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, if it's full of algae, that's one thing. But if it's kept up... It's kept up. I don't understand. I Is it not cool? Is it like a people are, like, insecure at a party, thinking everyone's watching them, so they don't want to be the, you know, the outgoing one? I think it's exactly that. Okay. But, you know, we go down to the pool and she's bugging me to get into the pool. And mm-hmm. at that point, I'm like the right amount of fucked up. I don't care that it's not cool anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, just drunk enough. And she's like, come in the pool, come in the pool. And I'm like, OK, yeah. fine, I'm coming in the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get in the pool and she's been this nice girl the whole time. And a couple minutes goes by and she's like rude all of a sudden. <sighs> she's like. I don't want to be in the pool anymore. Like, let's get out of the pool. And she's now, she's demanding. Bossy. Bossy. Very yeah. bossy. I'm like, oh, okay. It's a red flag, Alexi. It was weird all of a sudden, out of nowhere. So yeah. She's probably a racist on video games, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that seems like the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she like, she's like, let's get out of the pool. So I'm like, okay, all right, great. I didn't want to swim anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we go over and, and we go over to our friends after we've dried off and she's, she's told me to get my, get your shirt, like get this, oh. get that. And we go over and we start talking to our friends that are kind of near the pool. And she is being really weird. And my friend that's now standing there with me is like, oh, what the, this girl's weird. And she's told me about this guy that she came with and how he's rude and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just in that moment, this guy starts coming down the stairs and I see him coming and I'm kind of like, oh, shit, <laughs> like, yeah. what's going to go down? Yeah. And um, then she's like, oh, come, come sit on my lap. Like, oh, I missed you so much. <laughs> it was really weird. I'm like, I thought you hated this guy. What's yeah. going on? Now you're beckoning him over and yeah, like yeah. sit on my lap. And all. so I was like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then so me and my friend are standing there talking and she's like, comes up to me. And she's like, go wait around the corner. And she's I'm still bossing you around? Telling me to, and I'm like, I'm not even hanging out with you anymore, man. Like I'm here with my, my friend, right? And she's like, go, go hang around the corner. Like, and I'm like, what? And then she tells the guy I'm talking to, go wait upstairs. What? I'm like, I'm... <laughs> Does she even know that guy? No, I don't think. I, it was really weird. Like, it was just... Whoa. <laughs> she's telling us, like, to go to different areas of the... We're like, no. I wonder if that works for her usually. I like, she's so in a weird. restaurant, eats, and then she's like, pay my bill to some stranger. And yeah. everyone's like... Like, if, it's kind of like if you just walk into a place you're not supposed to, but you act like you're supposed to be there. Everyone would be like, guess she's supposed to be here. Right. You just, like, go into, uh, like, I, I've heard of people going into concerts wearing safety vests. <laughs> That's brilliant. And they, like, don't question it. Yeah, yeah. Something I've got to try. Yeah, we should try that. <laughs> yeah, we should be more dishonest in our everyday life. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Oh, God. It's so, um, she is telling me and this guy where to go. So we're like, no, okay, we're done hanging out with this girl. Like, let's go upstairs. This is, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go upstairs and I'm standing now. I find people like to collect in different areas of the house. So at this point, me and this guy and like a couple other people were in the laundry room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's big. So it's not like we all crammed into a closet or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just standing there. I'm like, man, that was so weird. And I'm like, this is so, that's so weird. And I go like this, like... It's so bizarre. And I'm like, and I smell shit. 
on my hand. It's like the worst possible. It's really upsetting. It's really. So explain why. So I realize where I've gone with my hands. I've gone from here to here. So I look back down where my hand was, and there's shit on my pants and on my belt. Did you go swimming in your pants? No, no. I went swimming like I we like stripped down we like we're yeah. wearing like our underwear yeah, so yeah. i don't exactly know how it like got on my pants maybe it was just so i like i don't know where this has come from yeah and i'm like, <laughs> like what the fuck by the way <laughs> you and i were just talking about murders this is significantly more disgusting to me yeah Oh yeah. Go on. Oh yeah, it, and and just and traumatizing. Traumatizing. Yeah. And I'm like, I it was just after this whole experience with this girl, being really weird out of nowhere, and then I go upstairs and there's shit on my pants. <laughs> I made the connection. I'm like, well, who else? Let's make How this clear. Else? You didn't shit yourself. No, I absolutely like didn't. Never have, never will. That's the Alexi <laughs> seal of approval. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. That's the Alexi <laughs> promise right there. Oh, I did when I was a kid. <laughs> that's, that's another that's story. A, that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, so I, I just, oh God, there's shit on my pants and on my belt. It's more on my belt. So I'm kind of just, I'm like, I take it off. And my friend being the cool, nice guy that he is, like grabs the belt, throws it in the washing machine, turns it on. Whoa. Yeah, it's very nice. I was like, oh, thanks, man. It's great. So what do you think happened? So what I think happened... Now going back, Tarantinoing it yeah. to the beginning of when I met this girl. Right. She looked all kind of scared. Yeah. I think she was on something. Yeah. And she... A laxative, apparently. Something, yeah. A laxative or some sort of something. Yeah. And I think when I was talking to her, she was just... Meh. And I think at some point, she shot herself. And that's why she wanted to go swimming. I think that's why. So... <sighs> Did she... What happened to her clothes then, I wonder? I... Or... Do you think she wanted to go in the pool to shit in there? It could be either or. I think it was either she shot herself ahead of time or like somehow shot in the pool. I don't know. Or like, okay, so what happened was like the next day I'm going to like jump to the next day. Mm -hmm. The guys that lived in the house, they asked me about it because they found shit on the side of the pool. <laughs> Maybe it was just a really powerful cannon bomb that she did. <laughs> It's like how you're if you're jumping off a cliff into water, don't like point your toes so the water doesn't shoot up your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she did not heed that advice. She's like, watch my dive, watch my dive. Get out of the pool, bitch. Like she just like quickly changed. Yeah. Hey, if I shit myself, my attitude would change too. Yeah. Alexi, yeah. go stand around the corner. <laughs> Get out of here, don't look at me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was super weird. So I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, this girl. And I knew right away it was her. Yeah. And I mean, my friend who had witnessed this weird behavior from her was like, yeah, yeah, that was her for oh sure. Oh God. So we, um, I am like, I, I think I cried because I was just like, what? I would cry too. <laughs> it was so upsetting. And then I, I think I told a few of my friends and everything. And actually, since I've told this story on the podcast, I saw one of my friends who was there that night and she gave me more details. Oh, do tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just, she was like, apparently I was bawling. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, this girl was super weird. Um, just like weirder than I thought, like acting mm. weird and that she stayed the whole night yeah. at this place and like slept yeah. on the couch and like was there in the morning. 
Um, but yeah, she comes up to me later on at the party and she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I found you. I don't want to go home with that guy. And I'm like, just go home, yeah. go home, get out of here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you shot yourself. Yeah. There's no coming back from that. Just get out. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of impressive. Like she was so high. She shit your pants. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. It's impressive. <laughs> that is very impressive. And you weren't even wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So they, like, the guys that lived in the house, they asked me about it because they, like, they found shit on the side of the pool and they're mm-hmm. like, do we need to drain the pool? I'm like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> do you remember that thing when you were a kid where it was like, they would try and scare kids to not pee in the pool by being like, if you do, this red dye will appear and everyone will know it was you. I've never heard she that. She just dispelled that myth. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, you know, going to, like, because I grew up in Richmond. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a lot of, like, outdoor pools that you can go to. Mm-hmm. And I swear it was, like, every summer, multiple times a year, someone would shit in the <laughs> pool. Always there would be, like, and I, I feel like I was there uh-huh. and I would see it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, how? How? They just what? got too stoked to go swimming. <laughs> you know, you like when you're a kid and you sneakily kind of pee in the pool. Yeah. So you, we, this is just a step up from that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, That's, listen, mom, if you'd have taken me swimming more often, it wouldn't be such a big deal, and I wouldn't get this excited. <laughs> guilt, guilt trip yourself into more pool parties. It just always like makes me wonder, like, what's the, what's the best case scenario for? shitting in the pool i don't think there is one i think just don't do it uh that's my advice um i wonder like the people that brought that girl i wonder like do they know that she's oh yeah like the... do you think that she's like that all the time or i mean i i spoke to the guy that brought her mm-hmm. um because i saw He's him. like oh yeah big pool shitter oh. that's actually her trademark <laughs> yeah i knew i should have brought her, I brought <laughs> yeah. her downstairs. we got to the party <laughs> and i saw a pool and i was like ah oh, fuck <laughs> game over for this girl <laughs> yeah uh no i asked him and he's like oh yeah i barely know her i'm like oh well there you go oh man see yeah jeez, jeez. i still have her on snapchat really yeah that sounds disgusting it's yeah. i haven't seen her i feel like she's not going to make another appearance but I mean, we should probably have her on the podcast <laughs> i need to ask her what what happened it's called talking shit with <laughs> Some weird girl. I would love for that to be a podcast. <laughs> I feel like it's been very, like, poo-heavy, this episode. This episode has, which is funny because I'm a bit of a prude with that kind of stuff. Like, I would literally rather have someone puke on me than uh, me get their doo-doo on my belt. <laughs> you know? I would take blood over doo-doo. Yeah. I would take vomit. I would take... This is disgusting. <laughs> This is really, we're really off the rails this here. Is, this is like a whole other taste of Randy's podcast because she's yeah. got a TMI corner and I feel like that's where oh, we're yeah, at yeah. right now. I like we're just, we're just promoting it now at this point. Yeah. So you ruined the party again, Randy Newmeyer, yeah. Bobby Warner, my mortal enemy. Yeah. We, oh, we never got to have him on the I, pod. I, I messaged him after and he didn't respond. Bobby. I can only assume he was murdered during a Craigslist close encounter. <laughs> He's going to be on your favorite show coming up. That's true. Although, you know what? We did roast him pretty hard. We, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would bet he's still recovering from that. That's true. I know. You and I are the meanest people in the world. We're pretty mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, I wanted to ask you, 
like uh, like as a segment like what your biggest humiliation has ever been but i think that that story must be up there you had someone's doo-doo on you and then it made you cry and it was at a party yeah. I, I can't but you, it's cool because you have the humility where you're like yeah it happened so what <laughs> i love telling that story <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's I, I like how people in like on the other podcast too they were asking like is it okay do you want to tell the story and i'm like heck yeah 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 like let me tell this story i i told it i went to this the party at at that house again and i told it like three separate times to different like, people now you got all the kinks worked out of it like as if you're working on your stand-up set. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's becoming a more concise story. Yeah, and it's becoming you a trim lot the more... fat on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's becoming very fun to tell. Yeah, you're getting very good at it. I kind of want another scenario. Maybe not poo, but yeah, maybe you're more into blood this time. Uh, so let's go to the hospital and figure <laughs> yeah. this out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell you uh, my. Uh, my my version of that, which is nowhere near as graphic, <laughs> and it's actually it happened to me. Okay, it's actually it's actually just something that happened at a party. I don't know why I just made it sound like someone like shit in my face or something. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. that's really what it sounded like. <laughs> I would hate that. Well, you have a shit story on the too. Record <laughs> as saying I don't want that to happen. Um, so my, my old punk band was on tour, and we were playing in Saskatoon, and. Um, actually, I have two great stories oh about my this. God. Same I was tour, so same tour. <laughs> this is this is the fun part of touring with no money. So we would do this thing where we would put a sign at our merch every night that says, "Can we stay with you?" And that's where you meet the best raisin cakes of each city. Because oh anyone God. who's like, "Sure, you fucking crazy idiots on stage being violent <laughs> and bleeding all over each other, come stay at my place, no problem." So we are playing in Saskatoon. We had to sign up these these like kind of uh, these really nice people who I think they were in a band also were like you can stay with us sure and they lived in a big house with a lot of people it was like it was like a Fight Club house where it was like kind of condemned but there was like tons of people living there that guy's dead oh. <laughs> um, so there's tons of people living there and they're like you can stay with us under one condition when we get back to my place we have a jam session and oh. uh, we were like, all right. So we go there, and it was pretty cool. They had a basement with a ton of instruments set up. And this is when Parker Bosley was in my old band. And so oh. he jumps on bass, and he starts just doing this Lenny Kravitz Nickelback medley. Oh, my God. And it was making me laugh so hard, and everybody was laughing hard. Cause, and then it was a good sing-along. You just, <laughs> you know, fly by Lenny Kravitz into how you remind me it was like back it was he was seamlessly going back and forth between all these Lenny Kravitz and Nickelback songs oh my and God. we were just all impressed he knew how to play them all and knew all the lyrics yeah and um and I'm sitting there and I'm watching Parker and <laughs> I see that <laughs> on the wall is a vinyl copy of the Repo Man soundtrack now Repo Man soundtrack was put together by the singer of this old punk band called the Circle Jerks and it's kind of a relic like that <laughs> That vinyl's really rare. And yeah. like I love that soundtrack. Like it was like Black Flag and Bad Brains and Suicidal Tendencies and all this old punk that I love. And I was like, "Oh my god, you have the Repo Man soundtrack?" And the guy who owned the house was like, "Yeah, you want it? Have it." <laughs> like it was like definitely a couple hundred dollars. Oh my god. I was like, god. "Really? 
are you sure? And he's like, it'd make you happy, wouldn't it? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, fucking have it. And I went to stand up to go get it. And there was a low beam in the ceiling. And I knocked myself unconscious. <laughs> I was like, what? Jumped up, rocked my head on it. And before I knew it, I was on the ground. No way. <laughs> and you know what? I never got the vinyl. No. I forgot. <laughs> and also, they were like, you probably shouldn't go to sleep because if you have a concussion, you just might not wake up. Oh. So I was just like, it was, I was in such pain. Like I clacked <laughs> my teeth together really hard. Oh. I heard like a cracking sound. And then, uh, and then also there was no bed for me. So I was, oh. I was just like laying on cement all night in what? the basement. And then I remember this, this girl came, came there, like came down the stairs. and I, I guess she lived there. And she was like, she had like a mohawk and she was just wasted. Oh. And she was like, <laughs> I remember she was like, to me, she's like, so what do you, what do you like straight or something? And I was like, yeah. And she went, oh, like shape straight <laughs> shamed me. It had never happened to me before. No I was like, way. oh, I never oh. felt like this before. Oh my God. And then I just couldn't sleep. And then I forgot the fucking vinyl. <laughs> That's awful. So that was that was story number one from oh my that God. tour, and then <laughs> later in the tour in Edmonton. <laughs> this is the same tour. Yeah. Oh my. So we God. were doing dates with cancer bats, and oh, so sick. we played in this place called Avenue Skate Park. So we, it was cool. We played with cancer bats in the bottom of a skate bowl. Yeah. It was really cool. Sounded terrible. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, not conducive imagine. to good live sound. Is <laughs> no. cement bowls. So. We play, and we did the same thing. We have the sign, can we stay with you? Mm -hmm. So we're playing, and I used to do this thing while we were playing where between songs I would roast the audience. I would make fun of the people, and they'd hopefully think it was funny. We would definitely think it was funny. (laughs) And I said, I came here to give you all STDs, but that guy beat me to it. And I just pointed (laughs) at some guy, and everyone turned around and went like, ha ha, like laughed in his face. And and then uh, after the show... The, the like the our tour manager at the time, Courtney, she, she was like, "Hey, uh, this guy said we can stay with him. Just meet us, meet him at this address." So we go drive to this guy's place, and it's the guy I made fun of. No. And then uh, and then we get there, and he's like very hippy dippy, like <laughs> like really like says peace man that kind of stuff. Oh like, wow! You know, like <laughs> putting it on a little bit, mm-hmm. let you know that's that's where he's at. <laughs> But like a lot of people who claim to be peace-loving, there is a deep, resounding anger about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's compensation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so we get there, and every, everything's tie-dye and peace signs and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, thanks, man. Thanks for coming to stay with me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoyed your set. And so oh we start having God. some drinks, and he, it starts coming out. He's like, uh, yeah, when he said that thing about me, um, I mean, I kind of hated you in the moment. Uh, for that, like, really hated you, you know? Then I was kind of forgave you because you're a good musician and stuff, and then <laughs> I started to forgive you, and then, and then I just started fucking hating you again. And we're staying with this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, sorry, man, I was just joking. Sorry, sorry if, it, uh, if that offended you. I was just, I always do that, say that to somebody. So he's like... Yeah, then I started to hate you again, and uh, I don't know if I ever forgave you. And now we're, like, staying with him, right? And then 
I remember I was looking around at the walls and I started to notice he had a bunch of pictures of himself seemingly at a wedding, but he's by himself. And then uh, one of my band members is like, what, what are these pictures? And he's like, it's when I married myself. What? Like we were like stupid for thinking that was like not recognizing that's what it was. Oh my God. And I was like, oh no. And then he was like, yeah, I'm a musician too. Uh, I'm gonna, you want to hear some of my music? And we're like, okay. And then he's like, sure, put it on. So this is the secret song. This is actually uh, just, it's, uh, it's not a song actually, it's just an answering machine message from when my bass player was late, and so this is the message I left him. And it's the meanest, hate-filled, angriest message, and he's just dressing him down. Oh my and he's God. Like, like stuff that if comedians said to each other, you'd be like, it's going a bit far there. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. He was like... Your, your parents are disappointed in you what the? and you're a, a mediocre bass player and all your bands have failed and that's why I tolerate you but even I don't want you and then he's like yeah this never came out because the band broke up oh that's so yeah uh, anyway I guess we should go to sleep um you're okay to sleep on that couch you're gonna sleep on that couch Cabby, come sleep in my bed with me ah. and I was like no it's okay he's like big bed no, no room for you to sleep anywhere else. Might as well come sleep in my bed with me. Also, I sleep naked. And I was like, no, it's cool, man. I'll just sleep. Uh, he's like, the only option if you're not going to sleep in my bed with me is to sleep here um, on the cement. And uh, that's right in front of the bathroom. So that's just not a good option. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to take it. And he's like, suit yourself. But you should probably come sleep with me. But uh, okay, all right. So I'm like, oh, my God. And so... We go to bed. It's like not even that late. He goes to bed, leaves his door open. I see him take his robe off. He's butt-ass naked. Oh, my God. Now I'm between his bedroom door and the bathroom, and he stepped over me naked like seven times that night. (laughs) What? (laughs) And at like six in the morning, I was like, so, guys, you ready to hit the road? Should we uh, we probably get going? I don't know. It's a long drive to Calgary from Edmonton. I'm talking an hour and a half. So we should probably get going. The show is at night nine at night tonight but you know we probably get there early just you know get get a good sound check in i don't know <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah and then uh and then he sent us an email later telling us our band name was trash that was the only correspondence we had with him beyond that and also his name is field <laughs> field field <laughs> yeah well field well field this one's for you good luck to you Hope the thing went well. You told me that you were planning on breaking into SeaWorld and stealing killer whales right out of the tank with a wheelbarrow. I hope that happened for you. What? There's so much more to this story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. People that claim to love peace and then are actually deeply angry are the scariest people to me. They're probably on that podcast you like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Alexi. Good episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's nice wow. to be back in person. It's so nice. I'm so happy. <laughs> Let's get some guests. I wanted to just do this one so we could, like, get back into the swing of things. Just yeah. me and you, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.